Well, my name is Stephen Riley. I'm lead pastor here at Living Waters Church. It's a privilege to uh, serve you in this way. This is a little different morning uh, because I am going to, in, an, in, an, in a little while, have a, uh, someone down here, or several people that I'm going to interview and, and go over and and the A-Bears can kind of just join in. You're just right in the circle there, aren't you? All right, fantastic. Um, but uh, so that's going to be uh, enjoyable here in, in a little while. Um, have you gotten rid of all the candy and chocolate out of your house that's still left over, huh? Gotten rid of those cookies? They're just getting too stale. Just go ahead and toss them. Do you, from Thanksgiving to Christmas, I just love it. I just love the extra goodies that are in and what's in the... The eggnog, you know, we had eggnog at Thanksgiving, and I request more for, for Christmas. I just, you know, I finished it up just a couple days ago. You can't get enough eggnog. You know, I just, uh, these, these sweets and these goodies, you just, so like my body will go toward that, that place where it is, you know, or that, that desk where we keep those extra chocolates that have come in over Christmas time, and, 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 and I will look, and I will be, and, you know, but we got to purge ourselves of that, don't we? It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much. And the, the, the fasting will help with that, right? Uh, we help get rid of it real good. So, um, so I know what's, what our bodies just love the goodies. Mm. Well, this year is a blessed year. Uh, I said this to the leaders the other day. I, I, I find myself getting more excited about our future, uh, you know, when we come around to January. And this year, I am more excited than I have been in other years. I just, I'm really excited about the future of Living Waters Church and family. And um, uh, I just I just think, you know, I, I'm just totally convinced God's promises and His, His Word and Spirit is going to move this year in ways that, that we haven't seen and, uh, and take us to another level. The um, last Sunday was a, a tremendous service. Julia Pierce was our speaker. She knocked it out of the park. How about that? Um, I don't know if she's in here right now. She might be out, but um, Julia did a tremendous... There she is over there. Hey, Julia. And so if you, if you didn't miss that message, um, there was a... a a glitch in the uh, live recording because she used a, a really um, powerful chosen movie clip, and then that kind of messed up the recording. So on YouTube, we do have that repaired, so you can uh, watch the whole teaching there and, and not have uh, worry about whatever that issue was there. So, um, so I encourage you to do that. For the next couple of weeks, and really the name of this fast is Open the Wells. And so we're going to focus on that here on Sunday mornings. And um, I want to open up with the scripture that didn't seem to relate, um, and, but I, I want to go there. And, uh, and you can turn to your Bibles here in 1 Corinthians 3. But actually, what happens when church leaders, senior pastors, and eldership teams, and they're praying and seeking God for vision for the church, they're actually... Uh, putting together a, it's a building plan that God is giving to build that local church. It's a, it's a steps to build the local church. And you have a responsibility uh, to build your own life. And then as a part of this building, this house of God, then you have a piece of, of the ministry and responsibility in this local church. And that's what this passage uh, refers to. And we're going to get more into the vision for 2023 here in a few weeks and, 
and spell that out over some time. It's not going to just be one quick little uh, service or something. We really want to make it clear and uh, propel us in unity together. But I want you to see some principles here at work for us as a local church leadership and for as you lead your own life. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting at verse 9. And it says, we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. So what's going on here is the Apostle Paul, who's ministering to the believers in a city called Corinth, and there's a church there, and they're the Corinthians believers. This is a local church in that city, and he has started that church. He planted it. He started it. And so now he's, he's laid a foundation, and now he and others are building on that foundation. They're building. But this is interesting because it says, we, we the leaders, we're God's fellow workers. We're workers. We're laboring, and we labor in God's field, which We'll get into in a number of weeks. We've talked about God's harvest field, right? We're called the har- the harvest or the field, a field, and there's harvest fields, and he sends us out in those harvest fields. But we're also called God's building, all right? And that's what you're going to see in these next few verses, that God is building us. Verse 10, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, uh, like a wise ma- master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it, but each man must be careful how he builds on it. So there is this function of leaders to build the local church, to build on top of that foundation. And praise God, Joel and Carol League, when they started the church in 81 and and all those other decades, laid a solid foundation, and what they have built has been uh, a ministry that bears long-term eternal fruit. So we have a great start. We have a great start. There's, there's There's no worry about that. We don't have to go back and repair a bunch of stuff. We have a solid foundation and good, solid building. Let's keep reading in these verses. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hand, straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it because it is revealed with fire and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. So you are building your life as well. We as the leaders, we're workers, we're building this building. We're teaming up to do that. But you build your own life. And you build it with either wood, I mean, excuse me, with gold, silver, and precious stones, something that will stand the fires of, of, of challenge and difficulty and persecution and suffering in this world, or even the fires of judgment at the, when, when Christ comes and, and all, everything that's true will be seen and come to light. That fire, what you're, you want to build something that's going to last for eternity, not just be wiped by, by the next, uh, trials and tribulation and those fires just wipe away, uh, the things that you've been working on. And that's wood, hay, and straw. So what a better way than to go in 2023 with a fast. A fast is a tool for us as a church family to build on this foundation. It's a way that God gives us and shows us that gold, silver, and precious stone to build with and how to do and what to do next. It's a tool that God is using to build well. It's also a tool for you to set yourself apart in your mind, willing and emotion to say, God, I want to build my life well. I want this year, 2023, to build on the solid foundation. And uh, as David uh, Rock mentioned a little bit earlier, there's various types of fast. 
And in the end, it's not about the absence of food or certain type of media. It's, and I heard this phrase from Lisa Bevere in that short video link I sent you in the email the other day, but it's the indulgence of him. See, it's the focus on him. It's a recommitment to him. It's giving yourself toward him, your love and your devotion, your, your ministry, those things that are under his control, hopefully your whole life. And so these taking the absence away is just a, making that space and room for you to step in and focus on him. And so I say from myself as your uh, uh, lead pastor, but the elders team, we are saying everyone, we're calling everyone to fast something before the Lord. I know you've been busy. You've thought about it a little bit or whatever, but go ahead and keep praying about it. God will give you instructions on what to fast because God does have a plan. You know, there's... It's, it's clear in Scripture that Jesus encourages us not to brag about our fasting. It's not something we, we show uh, externally and let everybody know, hey, you know, I'm really on top of things, like the Pharisees would do, those religious leaders back in his day. <clears throat> Yet it's not something that Jesus instructs or the Word instructs to keep a secret and that no one's supposed to know about it at all. And if, you, if it slips and Someone finds out, oh, no, I just, uh, somebody found out. No, it's not, it's not a, has to be a secretive thing. So you, you figure that balance out. But one thing I want to encourage you for sure is to choose one, two, or three people to, and, and it can, where you are engaging with them just briefly to say, hey, this is when I'm fasting. This is why I'm fasting, because I'm praying for this prodigal, I'm praying for this, I'm praying for this in my life, will you pray for me? And then, and that's, that's just, that's just a 30 second text right there to a friend, maybe a couple friends, a little thread of, of a few friends, and then you say, how can I pray for you? Now you're praying for them, you're praying for one another over these three weeks. So I, I just want to encourage you, don't keep this like a total secret. Have a prayer partner, of course, your spouse for sure, and then uh, another one or two or so beyond that. This phrase, open the wells, is something that's not new to us. It was, uh, I was looking at the calendar about a year and a half ago uh, when uh, David Jessica Rock, the Contes, uh, Nancy Winters, um, and, uh, and, and Julia and, and a few of us, we were seeking God about having a monthly worship and intercessory prayer night. And this is, this what is came out is this idea of redigging wells. That was a year and a half ago. But these last few months in the fall and uh, at the end of 2021, this word about the wells and opening wells came back every one of these nights that we were meeting together. And so God, and it just, it seemed to keep confirming that this is something God wants us to focus on as a church, is opening the wells. I have, you know, so much to say, but I want to uh, take a break uh, from what I'm saying here for a moment, and let's go ahead and um, start these interviews. And I'm so thrilled about that, because Again, our history is good, our foundation is strong, and I want people to hear from some of our uh, uh, spiritual veterans about what it means to them and the deep well that's in their life 
And what does that look like then as, um, uh, as, as nurturing that well and opening that well? And so I've really given them liberty. I haven't told them what to say. I'm not even sure what they're going to say. So this is all going to be fun for all of us. Carol Tracy, why don't you go ahead and make your way down here. Let's give Carol Tracy a big hand. This will be your spot right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Carol, our, did, 1981 is when our church first was birthed. Were, were you here then, or is it soon after? I, I don't know. No, I, I was there then. You were there, there. You're, yes, so you're part of 41 years ago. Yes. Okay, awesome. I love that. I love it. Yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> That's great. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you raised your two sons growing up through both the church and Christian school. Um, uh, Brandon lives in Louisville. Uh, Justin and his wife, Ashley, and three kids, kids live in Thailand as they are expanding uh, spare missions. And, uh, it will, and what a leader... Uh, he is an effective, fruitful leader in the kingdom, and it, it's, 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 it's our privilege to be connected to him still. Um, so why don't you go ahead. What's on your heart to share with the people today? Okay. And I have to say, this man was significant in where Justin is. Mm. He sowed into him for many years, and that was very important. Thank you. It was a privilege. Um, I was a youth pastor back in the '90s here. Okay, yes. then we moved to Pennsylvania. Then we came back. Almost forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Right. Um, what was on my heart to start out with? Um, I just wanted to start out with encouraging you. Um, this this thought came to my mind. Wow, you all are way back there. <laughs> God wants you to live alive in His Spirit more than you do. You know, so we're not begging Him to take us somewhere that he doesn't want us to go. He, he wants that more than you do. Also, um, I, I read Smith Wigglesworth devotional almost every day. And this is what it says on the front of it, and I think it's pretty good. God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. So, see, God's for us. He didn't pay that great price that we would have to try to beg him to get somewhere He's for you, and so he's, he wants us to draw near to him and to go deep in him. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and, and another thing that I often think, God loves you more than you can imagine. I don't think we totally comprehend the mm-hmm. depth of his love for us. Mm-hmm. And that love, you know, not only are we pursuing him, but he is also pursuing us. Um, Okay, I, I added this scripture. You know how during the night you think, of, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to share that scripture. So it's not on the front page. Um, this is key to me. It's 2 Corinthians 3.16, and I'm like, oh, no, he's going to read it. But you didn't get quite there in 2 Corinthians 3. Um, the scripture says, but the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Hmm. Now the Lord... I'm referring to as the Holy Spirit, and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. So that's, that's yes. key to me. Mm-hmm. When I want to draw near to him, when I feel far away or like there's some kind of barrier, 
it's key to come to him with an open heart. An open heart. He knows. Sometimes we don't even know what's going on. But he does. And he loves us. And so I just get before him like, okay, I turn to you. I open my heart as much as I know how to. Lord, show me. You know, speak to me. What are you saying to me? So that's where I begin. I also have a a room in my house. Um, It's a bedroom that we converted to a little study. And um, I like to have a certain place where I draw near to him. Um, not that he yep. isn't everywhere, I'm not yep. saying that, but it's a place I I get distracted very easily. I know that's shocking Me too. to you all, <laughs> but I, I chase rabbits, yep. and so I have to have a place that I go that I am there to meet with him and him meet with me, so that, that works for me, mm-hmm. um, and he also sent the Holy Spirit to be our helper. So we're not in this alone. And John 15, 26, Jesus said, But when the Father sends the Spirit of holiness, the one like me who sets you free, he will teach you all things in my name, and he will inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. So the Holy Spirit's our helper. He's in us, he's with us, and he wants to lead us. And then... One of the next things I do is humble myself before the Lord because he's an awesome father. And this is what I do. I ask. I'm a, I'm a question asker. I ask him, what do you want me to know? Because a lot of times I don't know what, what's going on. Um, and, the, and one of the scriptures that's been really key to my life is um, John sixteen twenty three and twenty four, um, and I'm reading out of the message, out of the um, Passion translation, so it might seem a little weird to you. Um, and the last part of that verse says, "Until now, Jesus, this is Jesus talking. Until now, you've not been bold to ask the Father for a single thing in my name, but now you can ask and keep on asking Him." And you can be sure that you'll receive what you ask for, and your joy will have no limits. Or in King James, your joy will be full. Mm-hmm. So when I feel my joy is not there, mm-hmm. I go and I say, God, what what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, do I need to repent? Sometimes I need to rest. <laughs> Sometimes it's physical. I need to actually just... Have be still and relax and rest. So I ask him what's going on. I ask the Father to direct me. He knows me better than I know myself. Sometimes I allow baggage to get in the way. Um, sometimes I need to forgive somebody. Sometimes I need to just ask his Holy Spirit to fill me up. Sometimes I need to spend time in the Word. Sometimes I need to cast my cares on him. You know, the, all those things can build up before we know it. And and sometimes we don't know what, what's there, but he does. So I ask him, and then I listen. To me, listening is very, very important. Um, sometimes we are busy, and we're, we talk, and we do, and we need to ask, and we need to listen. And then I trust him 
to lead me. You know, I, I just want to follow. I, I can't do this by myself. And he didn't mean for us to do it by ourselves. That's why he sent his spirit. Sometimes I just need to pray in the spirit and, and just listen. Sometimes I just need to be still. So I trust him to lead me, and he's always faithful. You know, he's a faithful father, and he won't lead us astray. He, he loves us. He knows us. And he'll, he started this for us. He paid the yes. great price. That's right. He will keep us, and he will finish it if we'll just stay with him. Amen. Amen. Hold that just a minute. That's so good. A lot there, a lot there. Give, give us kind of a quick little example. So I like, like this that you, you, know, you chase rabbits and so forth, and sometimes you're, you're feeling this or not feeling that, so you, you ask I do. and listen. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so you're sitting in your, your place. Mm-hmm. You ask, what is the listening like? How long does that, give me an example, how long does that last? What is it like? What, do you, what, it, what does it feel like? Or, or maybe it's not, right. not anything about feelings, but just sense or what, what happens when okay. you ask? It's not always like, you know, this is my son who I'm <laughs> It's not like a booming voice. Um, a lot of times when I ask and I humble myself before him, um, I'll, sometimes I'll read the word. A lot of times I'll just read the word. Okay, okay. always when I read the word, um, it's interactive. Um, I read and I listen because he talks to me mm. as I'm reading. Mm. And, and so... I read, and when something, I feel like he's spoken something or highlighted something to my heart, then I interact with him about that. So a lot of times it's, it's um, you know, I start out just before him, and I spend time reading different places in the Word. Um, I ask him to direct that. Um, and if I feel like I'm in the wrong place, then I go someplace else. Um and I just I just spend time in the Word before Him, um, and listen and read and and respond to how I feel like the Holy Spirit is pricking my heart. That's great, <laughs> Lord. We we just want to receive from that that we would listen more, <laughs> more often, Lord. That when we read the Word, we would listen and respond. I love that and respond as we're reading it lord we're listening we're not rushing through it so lord we want that more in our lives impart it increase it in jesus name amen Amen. thanks give carol a big hand all right good job okay buddy caldwell come on down here you tall this tall marine come on over here from west virginia didn't know that about him, did you? There you go. So, buddy, uh, you and Regina were y'all were y'all original members in in um, uh, eighty one as well. Yes, we go all the way back to Grafenberg. Uh huh. Great. So, Regina, his his lovely wife, passed away in early November. November tenth was our memorial service, and uh, and and really, Regina, uh, through the years, of course, she was growing a lot. It's kind of a young prayer warrior intercessor when when but she just grew into such uh leadership influence and as a teacher uh in the prophetic and um and and in prayer meetings and you know waiting on god listening and 
And, and how many know that you, you were prayed for by Regina Caldwell, I mean, perhaps hundreds of times over these years. And, and we are indebted to her. Thank God her prayers live on and she's doing great in heaven and, uh, having a blast. But, um, uh, you, you guys are, you know, you, you did a lot together in, in ministry and, of course, in your home. And so what's on your heart today in, about the deep well, uh, of the Holy Spirit in in opening that well. What's on your heart, buddy? Well, I just uh, the, the deep well in my heart is uh, what me and Regina learned a whole lot together, because uh, back when we first started, uh, she was a main thrust in the, in the thing because I I was kind of hesitant about the Holy Spirit about everything. I was kind of laid back from it, and uh, she more or less led in that area to. Uh, get me to where I'm at today. So uh, I just uh, thank God for her in the 70, 70, almost 77 years or 76 uh, six and a half we were lived together and we're husband and wife. And mm. uh, I just wanted to just say that the baptism in the Holy Spirit was uh, very fundamental in our life. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's in everybody's, if they... If they haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. You need to do it because uh, I, I can't. Uh, me and Gina one time was just sitting talking to one another, and I said, uh, "I got a word in the Bible here." I said, "Gina, uh, what does this mean here? Where uh, you pray without ceasing?" <laughs> and she said, uh, "Well, let's look at that." And so uh, we did, and uh, she more or less come up with the answer to me. She said. Uh, Praying without ceasing is just being in the spirit of prayer all the time. Just all the time you're in the spirit of prayer. You, uh, whatever you do, and uh, I have never looked at it that way, and I got to thinking about it, and she was right. It's just the spirit of, of interceding for people, and, and you, anybody needs you, you're a genius. She would, she would, she would pray at the drop of a hat. She mm-hmm. just, she yep. loved to pray. Yep. And, uh, that's where I miss where I miss today because of her more than anything, and her and the good Lord, the good Lord mainly. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to read this passage here for you. Okay, please do. And it says, "And in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray, it's, and the Spirit Himself intercedes for us, groanings mm-hmm. too deep, and uh, He who searches the knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for us according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's in Romans there, the 26th verse. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think that that's the crux of what I have to say today is just to be uh, mindful of prayer. And pray it in the spirit. Sometimes I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what I'm praying about. And I'll just go into the spirit, start praying in the spirit, and I'll get a an option that it, it's it's uh, the right thing to do. That mm-hmm. that's the way I should go to pray in the spirit more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And then, and then of course, when you're in a, a group like this, you should pray in the in the English so people can understand you. But when you're by yourself. I pray more in the spirit by myself than I pray any other way. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to well, pass that on to you. Okay, great, great. So let me, let me do a little uh, expound on that a little bit. So 
the term praying the Spirit, you heard Carol say that, but he said praying the Spirit, you see that in the New Testament, it's referring to speaking in tongues as the personal prayer language. And 1 Corinthians 14, uh, you have to read it several times get, you know, and get up with somebody, but it, it reveals two different types of tongues, a, a, a praying in tongues that is a prayer language or praying the Spirit for you personally. It says it edifies your spirit. It says that in 1 Corinthians. I mean, isn't that awesome? Who doesn't want that? To be edified in your spirit, and that's what Buddy is saying. You know, when I don't know what to pray, I just go edify my spirit by praying in the spirit or praying in tongues. Now, Buddy, you, you do have the gift of tongues for the interpre- interpretation of tongues. Those yes. two gifts go together in the sense of when a, someone speaks in tongues in a public setting, then it, it is to be interpreted, and many times Buddy will have the interpretation as well. And, and, and I want to get into uh, a teaching later this year, perhaps this spring, about the gifts of the Spirit and go into details, talk to Buddy again. You know, how does God lead you into that gift of tongues gift and then the prophecy interpretation? I mean, if you operate in that word of encouragement and prophecy, and we want to share, you know, how God has developed that in your life and how he does it. But so it's a different. When you come in here and you come up front, that is a gift of tongues that's different than praying in the Spirit, which you just talked yes, about. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. very much so. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Uh, sometimes I don't even, uh, when I have a, it, God will just give me one word sometimes. Sometimes he gives me a sentence. It's just, uh, I guess it's just according to how much I'm paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, then, then he'll go on after I get up here. It's more or less easy, like saying, uh, you're going to get up or are you, are you going to sit there? And then uh, I'll go ahead and get up, and he'll give me one word, and then he'll give me the rest of it when I get up here. Uh-huh. That's way yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a that's a, an obedient to those promptings. You, he teaches obedience. It's yeah. an obedient lifestyle yes, there. Yes, yeah. Because, yes, <laughs> you, 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 you know, you'll start resisting or testing it, and you're saying, God, is this really you? And then, then you follow yeah. follow up with obedience. Um, something that you said about Regina that I, I want to speak to all of us uh, here in, in closing this segment is that he said Regina would pray at the drop of a hat. And that's why we called her so often, folks, because we knew she didn't have to ramp up or something to get her faith released. And, and she only prayed, you know, during her devote. She would pray at the drop of a hat. And so, let's say, Lord, make me that. So people will call me. You know, we, we need to pick up some slack. Regina is not doing, you know, she's in heaven. She's just worshiping and loving that. So we need to pick up some slack here. And, and let's, don't put it on one person or something. Let's put it on all of us that, Lord, we're going to, be like Regina and pray at the drop of the hat and, and, and let people know. You call me anytime. If you have like an urgent prayer or crisis or something's bothering you, text me, call me, and I'll pray for you and, and do it. Do it over the phone. Do it in the text. Do it. Pray at the drop of a hat. I love that. Let's pray. Father, we, we, want, we want that. We want the gifts of the Spirit to have freedom in our lives and ministries Lord, we, we pray for this, this hunger for your spirit and, and the prayer language, Lord. Father, we also pray that we would, we would, at the drop of a hat, we would pray that much more often at Living Waters. Make us a, a much, that's much more people of prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, let's give Buddy a big hand. Woo! Thank you, thank you. Larry Souther, come on up. Larry and Elizabeth have uh, served Living Waters in a variety of ways. Uh, uh, he was a deacon on the board for many years, became chairman of the board, then a lay elder. And, uh, and that was it's such an important ministry and for a number of years. All those years, what's the total years that you served? 22. 22 on the board as deacon or elder in some, in some way. Here, you, this is your month. This is yours for you. And uh, so let's give a big hand and Elizabeth for serving in that way. Elizabeth is ministering the children, children's class right now. So she just gives and gives. Larry, what's on your heart to share with the family today? Well, as Stephen said in the beginning, <clears throat> this was not coordinated by men. Uh, it was coordinated by the Holy Spirit. So you're going to hear some emphasis and some re-emphasis on what I have to say. Um, I was born again in July of 1990, and at that moment, I received the indwelling Holy Spirit, as all new believers do, as the seal of my redemption. And I knew that I was born again, and I was, I'm on my way to heaven. Um, but four years passed. I'd been around a few spirit-filled people, but in, er, in 1994, the Lord brought Elizabeth and me here to Living Waters Church. And I realized that a number of people in Living Waters Church were baptized with the Holy Spirit and had a prayer language and seemed to have... Um, a power and empowerment beyond what I had just from having the indwelling seal of the Holy Spirit. And so um, I remembered, I saw in Scripture repeatedly that John the Baptist had foretold that Jesus would baptize with the Holy Spirit. And now I knew more and more people who were baptized with the Holy Spirit and it made me more and more interested and uh, I think up until then, I, I just thought, well, he gave that gift to those he wanted to give it. And uh, I didn't realize that I could just simply ask. And so uh, Joel and Carol came to our home when we first started here. And uh, we talked about that. And Joel said, well, I believe if you ask tonight, the Lord will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So I did, and he did. Mm. And uh, I won't go into all the de- wonderful details about that. But um, the, one of the first things that happened when I opened my mouth after asking and receiving, seven little syllables of my prayer language began. And so I just joyfully repeated those seven little syllables over and over and over and over and over. A lot of laughter that evening. And, uh, but, but as the days went on and the time, time went on, I uh, exercised the gift. I practiced the gift. I allowed the Holy Spirit to develop that prayer language, and so it, it developed more and more fully, and I was very actively engaged with that prayer language. I was doing as Buddy said. Um, I, w- I was praying um, whenever I, I would run out of English words led by the Holy Spirit. I would pray in the Spirit, um, in my primarily in my private prayer time. But uh, I realized recently, just recently, I was reading the book of Ezekiel, and there's a lot of activity of the Holy Spirit in the book, Old Testament prophetic book of Ezekiel. And I was just continually through reading and studying that book, reminded that I have, I have led up on praying in the Spirit, mm-hmm. in, in, my, you know, in my private prayer time in particular. 
And that, that really was magnified to me. And so the deep well that I'm redigging now is, is to be conscious about intentionally including um, the Holy Spirit-given prayer language in my prayer life more consistently. So um, that's the big deal. I'll okay. just stop there. Okay. Okay, great, great. So, so Larry is, you know, we're kind of getting into some more specifics about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So let me just do a little, little paraphrase. As, as he already said, when he became born again as a Christian, he received the Holy Spirit. And yet there is, as Scripture teaches, and, and we'll help you get into that uh, sooner than later, or you just dig in, there's this release of this, of this Spirit, this living waters in us, and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And as he's saying, sometimes we can just forget uh, and we just get sort of um, dry or whatever. And there's times we need to refill. We need to just kind of renew that. And, um, and so there's an example of that in the New Testament. So, so you're saying that, that this has been for you. Okay, open the wells. A well has water. There's a lot of cisterns, wells, fountains, springs in the scriptures. They represent the work of God on the earth. Who does the work of God on the earth among the Trinity? You have God the Father in heaven. The Son has now returned to the throne room. It's the Spirit of God does the work on the earth. Jesus said, uh, it'd be better for you if I leave and send you my Spirit. That's what Jesus said. It was going to be better than me. I know it was great. It has been great. We've been three years together. Ministry has been great, right? But it's going to be even better when I leave because now you have the Spirit of God indwelling in you. And in the Old Testament, uh, it was God would come on people from the outside and empower them. And so when you speak in tongues for a prayer language, you're saying it's not like uh, you have to have to some kind of powerful feeling or something, God comes on you, and then you pray in the prayer language. You practiced the, the prayer language God gave you, and, um, and so you don't have to feel something and get goosebumps. Oh, I should pray in tongues right now. It's not like that. Right. Yeah. You, you said, and I, I, I'm, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, I've heard others say something similar to this, but you said God gave you seven syllables. That's just amazing to me. You could count the syllables and have any idea. I think I've heard people say, I got a couple, I got a this or that, you know, at first. And then you just, you know, grow into that prayer language over time. Uh, but that's, that's a unique. God baptizes us and releases that spirit in a unique way among all of us. There's not one way, okay? It's a yielding to him trusting in God's word is true and he instructs he you know it's you know he and he does it his way it's you can't you don't be looking for seven seven syllables tomorrow morning in your prayer time okay don't be doing that this this is a unique way that God did that in Larry's life um I'll, I'll cite a scripture here buddy already touched on one from Romans that explains that the, with our prayer language we don't know what we're praying we don't know the full meaning. We might have an idea of the, the subject we're praying about or the person we're praying about, but we, we don't know what we're saying. But the Holy, it's the Holy Spirit's language, and the Lord knows. The Lord hears, and we're praying in the will of God. That's what the Scripture uh, Buddy cited in Romans. Um, 
I won't reiterate what others have said, but in Jude, the little one chapter uh, uh, book of Jude, verses 20, 21 says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And so when we pray in the Spirit, in our Holy Spirit-given prayer language, we're praying in the will of God, we have that assurance, and we're building ourselves up, we're encouraging ourselves. And it is encouraging. Those of you who pray in the Spirit on a regular basis know that it, it encourages us, it builds us up. And it's not a selfish thing, it just, it just comes with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's give Larry a big hand. Let's do it. Thank you so much, Larry. Thank you so much. Dolores Mitchell, come on down. Dolores Mitchell, our Minister of Pastoral Care on staff. And thank you, Dolores, for keeping your cell phone close to you for all of our texts and calls when we need you to pray and and uh, respond with needs that we have. So grateful for you. And you are also one of our founding members of Living Waters Church. Let's give her a big hand and Kenny Mitchell. There's Kenny Amen. in the back there. <clears throat> what do you have on your heart, Cher? Um, I hope I'm going to be brief because I, I know it's getting that time. Um, before the fast even came about, um, it, it, I think it was in December, um, I woke up one morning, and that's when the Lord seems to uh, uh, really speak to me is in the morning time. And uh, I just heard the phrase, come away, my beloved. And uh, I mean, I, and I, I knew where that was at, you know, uh, uh, it was Song of Solomon. And I'll be real honest with you, really, till lately, I really had trouble with Song of Solomon. I, I mean, I did, Stephen. I just, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just did. And uh, so uh, he began to open up Song of Solomon to me through the Passion Translation. So I, I want to encourage you. I'm, I'm going to give you the chapter that he spoke this to me and encouraged me in was chapter 2 of Song of Solomon. The t- Passion Translation open. I encourage you to get in whatever translation the Lord would speak to you through the Holy Spirit. Uh, because there he says in, in chapter 2, twice he says, come away, my beloved come away my beloved and also that's a chapter where he says his banner over me is love you know and we all know that one so so when I was uh, reading down in there um, I'm going to go flashback to when I came to the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Lord was back matter of fact a lot of people don't know Buddy and Regina and I um, all received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the same time you know we were young in the Lord and um, so, and it really came, this is the way it came to me, Stephen. I, my denomination was very much, uh, uh, let him be Lord of your life, okay? I, I cannot tell you how many altar calls I went forward when that would come up, be Lord of my life. I mean, I, mean, I just, I mean, there was something in me, so I just go, I run up there to those, uh, those invitations. So when this, uh, the thing of the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, I felt like the Lord said to me, Dolores, you've been praying this all along. You've been asking me to be Lord of your life, and I'm going to do that. But, boy, the way it came, because I was a, the, from the denomination that praying in tongues was not, you know, really thought a lot of. And so t- 
then when, when the Lord baptized me in the Holy Spirit after Regina, buddy, I can't remember if I was before or after you. Before, because I was thinking when she came home and, and Buddy said, well, if Dolores can receive it, anybody can receive it, and I'm going to get it. <laughs> and uh, so that started me on my journey. Now, let, let me share. This is what I want to share, two, two things. Back then, the scripture that he gave me to pray uh, was uh, Psalms 139. Uh, I think it's 12 and 13 or 13 and 14. Search me, O God. Know my heart, try me, and see if there be any wicked or a loved one that says anything that makes you sad or offends you and point it out. Well, I'm telling you, that, that prayer changed my life, Stephen, because the Lord started digging. He, he started digging in my wells mm-hmm. and began to show me things that were uh, hurtful to him. And But out of that, it promoted a love for him. So I walked that journey. Well, recently then, fast forward it, when this thing come away my beloved uh, I thought Lord are you recalling me to a place of refreshing where uh, there'll be no veil between us anymore of anything and I felt like the Lord said yes and um, and in this again Song of Solomon chapter 2 I want to read this oh, it says in the secret place of the cliff He says to us, let me see your radiant face. Let me hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship are to me and how lovely is your voice in prayer. And then he says, you must catch the troubling foxes. Those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid the bubbling vineyard of love to ruin it and ruin what I've planted within you. Then the question, will you catch them? You Will you remove them for me? Then he says, we will do this together. We will do this together. So Stephen, that is where I'm at. Um, this fast, uh, is, it, it means a lot to me. I, I, fasting has been a, a way of life for me, though I'm, uh, that sort of dwindled down and it was like the Lord saying, Dolores, in this place, I want to call you back to your first love. I, I want to show you the things that, um, you know, that, that, that have grieved me. I mean, and, and, and you know, it can be an attitude. It, it can be, uh, Pride, which is a big one God's dealing in my life, is pride. Thinking too highly of myself, not honoring others, not submitting myself one to another. That that place can go, but I'm so thankful that he who has begun the good work in me, in you, he's the one that's going to finish it. And, and Stephen, that's one of the reasons I just, I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy Spirit. I've become to fall more in love with the person of the Holy Spirit like never before. In in that way that I'm loving him, Jesus, more, and I'm loving Abba, Daddy, Father, more. So I just encourage all of us. This, and if you look in that that chapter 2, it says, it is a new season. Things are changing. Those things are coming forth that have budded. There's just a bud there right now. But that flower and that beauty is going to come forth because it's all about our yielding 
and surrendering to him. And, and I, I, this is Stephen too. There, and I, you know, some so of this I'm sort of, I'm, so, I'm almost ashamed to say, but I'm going to say it. He is putting Stephen within me a love for obedience. It's really not been there the way, I mean, I mean, I've, I've done it, but there's not been a love, not been a mm. desire to obey him. It just hasn't been there. Mm. But he's renewing that and restoring. I want to please him. I yes. want to love him. Yes. I am nearer to see him than I've ever been before in my life. Mm. And I just want to see his face and to hear him, Dolores, you've done well. You've loved me well. You've pleased me well. So again, mercy, grace. Mercy, grace, that is the foundation of my life, Stephen. Mm. Well, that's good. I'm going to ask the uh, worship team, go ahead and work yourself up uh, and, and, and start going up there. Um, Dolores, could you pray for us? Because I, I think this is, you know, this is important, and, and I like the way it ended up being at the end. I mean, I, I didn't know what each person would be saying, that, that it is about the, the love of the Father for us and our love back. That, Come away, my beloved, that that intimate, close love relationship, you know. So we've been praying for miracles today and healings. It's a loving God who wants to bless his children. Love. We ended up talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and the prayer language. It's God wants to love on us. He wants to reveal himself. He wants to be that much more real in his love for us. It's not separate things. No, These all end not. up coming together for the love of God being poured out in our hearts. So pray, pray for us about about this beloved come away and this love of, yes, of God. In, in Thank you, Father. First of, God, first of all, Abba, I want to thank you that you're a good father. You're a good daddy. You do everything well. You are the one that pursues us. You're the one that comes after us. And, Father, there might be some years as I've been, Father, that just hasn't done it right. I didn't, really some of it, I didn't aim to do it, but I just didn't do it right. And Father, I believe you're restoring and you are making all things new and you are drawing us. It says, draw me and I'll run after you. So I believe, God, that the drawing of the Holy Spirit, everyone sitting here today, everyone that has seen this, I believe that there is a fresh drawing, a new day. And it's about you inviting us. Oh, my goodness, Lord, you are inviting us. Come away. Come away, my beloved. And, Father, we want, I believe you have put a yes in every one of our hearts. I really believe that, Lord. We wouldn't be sitting here today if there was not that yes in our heart. Mm -hmm. So, Father, how you work that out and bring that into our lives, that's your part, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And God, I do pray you will take every hindrance, every little fox that's tried to thwart our relationship with you. God, take it away. We'll work together on this. You pointed out. And then you'll have to give us the grace and mercy to get rid of these things and be done with lesser things. Father, we want to burn. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. want to burn, Father, with your love, with your compassion and your mercy for Mm -hmm. others and you, Father God. So I bless my sweet sisters. And brothers here today, Abba, they want you. They're hungry for you. And I thank you that that yes you're responding to today in a fresh, new way. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
you so much, Dolores. I'm going to ask.